Hello Ramblers and welcome to a little revisit of our series at the match which we made to bring you the atmosphere from some of the UK and Europe's most interesting grounds and games which for obvious reasons while we're mostly indoors I've been really enjoying re-listening to of late and resampling the roar of the crowd. This episode is from downtown Los Angeles. The downtown bit is important, as you'll discover, as we get to the newly formed LAFC in their debut MLS season. I was actually in town to cover a LeBron James home debut for the Lakers and decided to make the quick hop up the road to see the new club before flying home on Sunday night. And I was so glad I did. Uh, this was a real favourite episode from the first season um, for us in the office as well because it was so unexpected. Uh, being there, being taken aback by how amazing the atmosphere was and just getting that sense of closeness between a club and its community. Big warning though, this might contain some huge Cali vibes. This is At The Match from Los Angeles FC versus Vancouver Whitecaps on 21st of October 10 years of our lives supporting a club that never delivered. But we were always there because we felt a connection that we never had with the other team in Carson, which is the Galaxy. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, almost the idea of LAFC filled the hole pretty quickly. Did it take you a while to be convinced? I will tell you this. I am so proud to tell you that me and my compadre Julio were the only two fans on the announcement of LAFC. Chivas USA died on a Sunday. We won that game against San Jose. And we were so desperate to know if they were going to take the franchise away. And uh, we talked to our president and we told him, hey, Nelson Rodriguez, he worked for MLS for so many years. Tell us something. You cannot leave me like this on a Sunday, you know? Yeah. He was like, expect the call tomorrow. On Thursday, we were in the announcement of LAFC. And so it was quite a while from that point until actual fruition. A lot of work behind the scenes. How gratifying is it to actually have this inaugural season that, that you've waited a long time for? When, when people see what we created, they think it was something that just build a stadium and people show up. It was not like that. We actually designed the North End with the architects. Wow. We, the first time I met the ownership, 
they asked me, who will you hire as a coach? And I said, Bob Bradley. And look, we have Bob Bradley. It's it, it's amazing. The connection with the ownership, the players, and the fans is phenomenal. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because I guess the continuation of Chivas is what makes it interesting because you know, for, for us, like on the other side of the Atlantic, it looks like a new club. And we don't expect anything like this from a new club. But there's this incredible fan culture already. How much of that is Chivas? How much of that is what you've built in the last four years? I will tell you, the North End, 3,252 fans. Out of those fans, I can tell you less than 200 were Chivas fans. These are new fans for the club. Well, that's the thing that I find interesting, the fact that Chivas is a very strongly Latino identity. But there's, there's, there's not really that here. Do you think that's what it takes for football to work in LA, to be downtown and to envelop all parts of the community? I think the, the key word is the connection that you create with the fans. It doesn't matter where you are. Where you are. It's that connection that you have. For you to come to a stadium and feel part of it. And that's when you come here for the first game or first time, you feel part of it. You feel welcome. You feel like this is where I belong. This is my house. I'm going to come and watch a good uh, football game and I'm going to enjoy it. I think, yeah, location is a, is a big thing when it comes to people that are from this area. Uh, a lot of the people that grow up in L.A. and grow up in certain neighborhoods, they don't really branch out too much from the neighborhood. So a location of something is, is key, but more than that, it really is how the organization built itself. Um, you know, the way of old, the way that, you know, like teams like the Galaxy and, and you know, other teams are doing, like it's, hey, here, this is our product, come look at it, come check it out. Whereas LAFC was like, okay, let's build a community that represents LA that just happens to have a soccer team. Because it feels to us like it was a bit overnight looking from outside. But this has actually been years in the making. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these supporter groups um, started maybe three and a half, four years ago now. Um, I am from one of the newer groups, but, but Carla could attest to you. She's been there from the beginning with the Black Army. Um, yeah, I mean, they've... Friday night meetings, you know, Sunday morning TIFO paintings. Like, you know, it's it's a lot of man hours. It's people that are passionate about the game, passionate about their city, and want the game and, and the passion in the city to grow. I mean, that's what we're here for. And it's something that's really evident. I mean, it's something that, you know, you feel you'd have to build this bond but in fact this is incredible for an inaugural season the noise the fact it doesn't stop one of the games I, I, I mean it's, it's funny because we talk in England about how the Premier League is famous for its atmosphere it's famous for the stadiums having closeness to the pitch but, but we actually have nothing like this <laughs> Ooh, I, I think it's just different I love I do love Premier League games I just like 
sitting down, but they get up for every corner kick. They're screaming at the players, and they're right there, and they're able to behave themselves. You know, I think it's like more of Latin American uh, football. It's kind of like they don't they don't trust us. Or, you know, we're a little rowdier. We're a little crazier. Here, it was like a, a perfect mix between everything because you can see it's only the north end where it's like safe standing. They really wanted a model again uh, after like the German league, you know, so base it off of that and make that supporter community. So that's where we actually are with the 32-52 and we're part of that and we know that this is more than a 90 minute commitment. We're standing up and chanting and you saw what, what was out there, yeah. but then it's also really great to see the other sections also get up and start jumping and start doing that, but it's been amazing. Like, just the way they built the stadium is definitely even more now people that Maybe you heard about LAFC, the fact that now they see it, they're like, oh, this is something like an experience that I want to go experience myself. Because, like, millennials and everything right now, it's all about experience, not much about, like, spending it on, like, a jersey, per se, you know, things like that. I mean, do you, do you guys feel like you almost have a responsibility to get the name, get the reputation of the club out there? Yeah. Like, someone, someone like me, for example, who comes, who's not really expecting it, who come away with a I think that that is a big thing for us. It's it's about representing our club. We we always say that we'll never lose in the stands. Um, that's something that we go by. We're, wherever we go, even if we're losing, we're not going to stop. We won't shut up. And you know that that's what our identity is. We're, we're we're here to win in the stands, and we expect the same from our players. Where do you think the downtown thing comes from? I mean. Is it, is it because of the Lakers being right at the heart of it as well? <laughs> I don't know. No, because there's a lot of people that even come from Orange County or, like, super far, you know? Like I said, I think it's just... It's so hard to a, say. A, a feeling that a team should be at the heart of the heart of it, yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, like I said, it's just... With Southern Californians, like, that, that location thing is kind of like a, a more looked-at part of what you are. Um... Yeah, I mean, everything this club just did, I, I I think even if it wasn't in the heart somewhere else in L.A., the way this club built the community is, is really what it was all about. You know, reaching out to the people. The whole North End Bar wasn't built by just, you know, the architects. They, they called in the 3252 to ask, do you guys want a safe standing zone? Do you guys, you know, what kind of bar do you want? How do you want it to look? So this was, it, people are passionate about it because they feel like they they are a part of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it, 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 they heard our voice ownership. And, and they made it happen. You know, like you said, like everything, every little detail, even the murals speak to us. They're all LA-based artists. So that goes a long way, you know, like the recognition that they also keep uh, the community and diversity, like from the staff to the bottom, you know, to all the supporters. Like, it's very diverse and it represents LA and that's what makes the crowd so awesome. Like, even all the supporter groups, there's like, obviously there's a, the Tigers, which is the Korean one, Black Army is like everything. You have a little bit of everything mixed in here and there and, and that just makes it great too. So, incredibly, or incredibly to me at least, you're in the, the, the playoffs in the first season. <laughs> yes. How good does it feel to keep it going that little bit more? Or does it kind of feel that you're part of it, that you've, you've helped bring the team here, that you've brought it to life? Yeah. I mean, it's it's exceeded what we wanted. I mean, you know, from a club coming into its first inaugural season, it's, it's not easy to get to the playoffs. So, I mean, you know, we're just happy and blessed to be part of the ride. The interesting thing as well, I mean, you're from a Mexican background. There was Chivas before, which this feels like a kind of continuation of that. But you weren't a fan of Chivas before, so USA, what, yeah. what, what made 
LIFC PLT where Chivas did Well, like I said, um, I was mentioning, I like Chivas at Guadalajara because I am Mexican, but I didn't like Chivas USA. It just didn't speak to me because I wasn't back then interested in the MLS. Like, I was just finding La Liga MX and then Liga, you know, like, that's, like, my other things. So it was it, just... Did it not feel like It didn't feel like organic or original. Yeah. Like, they're just copying. They're just trying to get all, like, the Chivas fans that live in L.A. to go root for Chivas USA. Sure. I think I went to a game once because they gave me free tickets. Like, it wasn't because, like, oh, my God, I really have to go experience that, seeing them live. Like, yeah, they had maybe some good players, some good coaches, but it wasn't, it just felt like they lacked that, you know, new aspect of what LAFC came about. Like I said, what got me here, too, was the name. You know, had Los Angeles Football Club, like the way it's called everywhere else in the world. You know, like every other team has that as part of their official name. You know, Guadalajara, Real Madrid, like everything's like, you know, Club de Football. Like it's part of the actual official name. And that spoke uh, great to me as well. I mean, it's, it's funny, isn't it, how you have this, it's, it's the continuation of the club that had a very strongly Latino identity. But this, and we keep coming back to talking about community, it feels like, I mean, LA's incredibly diverse, but this feels like it touches all different parts of the Los Angeles community. Is that what is key to success now and what's going to be key to success going forward? Yeah, I mean, L.A. in itself is a melting pot. So to have, to not have all those different cultures represented in, in what you're trying to make represent L.A., I mean, it would be doing it wrong. So, I mean, people that were part of the organization were the ones that reached out to, to me to say, hey, there's a strong Korean-American presence in L.A., but we don't have a Korean-American supporters group. Yeah. So we actually formed the first Korean supporters group in, or first Asian supporters group in all of the MLS. So, you know, it's it's the foresight. It's it's looking to the future. It's seeing what's unique about L.A. and then bringing it here. I mean, does it seem already that even after just a few short months of competition, that the MLS would be a strange place without LAFC? <laughs> I think it would be a little more boring. I mean, I can attest to any time the 32-52 shows up to any away match, we bring out the best in wherever we're at. Wherever the competition is, if we show up with our noise, they will step up to try to match it. Yeah, even when we went to, I was at the Seattle Sounders opening match back in March, and it was our first game with the MLS, and we were like 300, and, you know, Seattle's they're, Sounders are known for being very loud, and we were literally, like, outshining them, and they felt our presence, and that's what it's been for all the other away games. Like, the 32-52 knows how to represent us even when we're not here. <laughs> It was incredible. That that uh, goal that Simon scored 
I'm going to tell you this. This is something so incredible. We had an academy player. It was uh, Tommy Mark, number 23. He passed away, unfortunately. Seaman were the number 23, and we scored on the 23rd minute. Just meant to be. Just meant to be. It was just blown away. Like, you see everybody just jumping of joy and crying at the same time. So what makes a match day experience here? When does it start for you, and how does the day roll out? We live this shit, uh, my bad, 24-7. Yeah. As, as, as soon as the, the whistle blows, the game's just started for the next one. It's 24-7, non-stop, just passion, organizing it, the tailgate, everything. It's just like, when you are in it, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so, what about, where'd you go next from here? Next cool question. Next, next is we are working so hard with the newcomers, the guys that are first season, that don't understand the culture, they don't even know nothing about football. We call it, they call it soccer, and we call it football. Yeah, and it's it's a challenge because they are used to the American sport, and coming for them to come here and experience this, it's huge. And those are next challenge. Getting everybody in the whole stadium which is going mad. All my out of town is in town. Welcome to our city. LA, make some noise! That black and gold, the only real team in LA. We don't play in Carson. We don't play in Carson. So, how's the relationship with the Galaxy been? How have they accepted you or not accepted you? There's no acceptance at all. Like I said, back in the days, we followed Chivas, and we used to share the same stadium. One of their guys, one of the top boys from uh, ACB, one of their supporters, told me once, you fucking renter, get your own house, get an ownership that cares. Now that we have this, I saw him, and I told him, who's the bitch now? <laughs> Galaxy, do you feel that their noses have been put out of joint a bit? How do their supporters feel about you being here? They're the main example of, you know, we bring out the best in them. You know, like, (laughs) you could go to any Galaxy match, and then you can compare it to any match they have with us. The level that they bring as far as support goes, they have to triple what they normally do to to come close to what we're doing. So... I think that they might be a victim of, you know, being coming too early into, to, you know, the world when the U.S. wasn't ready for soccer. But I mean, do you think they've kind of put the cart before the horse almost? Because you look at the <laughs> players who've come in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you look at uh, Beckham, Gerard, now Ibrahimovic, who perhaps is like the most, the biggest star of them all. Yeah. Certainly in terms of his, the excitement he brings as a, as a footballer. <laughs> but maybe they don't have the other side of it is that how you guys feel yeah it's just a disconnect with with your fan base like yeah you guys are great at bringing in you know players that are gonna have to leave their league soon anyways and yeah it makes your team look good but it's not really fun to have to support a retirement league getting the leftovers you know (laughs) um and if you're gonna do that at least have them intermingle with the community and, and, you know, get to know... The MLS is a small enough league where you can actually get to know who supports you and, you know, 
get involved with the community a little bit. So, it's strange, isn't it, that in the year that they brought in Zlatan Ibrahimovic, the Galaxy could well miss the playoffs. Oh, that'd be great. Do you feel that that would be great, or would you miss the prospect of a derby in the playoffs? Uh, I mean, derbies are intense. Just telling you, the atmosphere here... I don't even feel safe. Like, usually I come to the games by myself because I have all these, my like, supporters, you know. I'm like, I'm with the 3252. It's going to be fun afterwards. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll be able to find someone and get along with. But, yeah, no, the derbies is not. Like, you say, it brings the best out of us, but it, it's also it that also component. It also people. brings the worst out of so some the, people. So the derby's already tense. Though. Oh, my God, yeah, yes. Absolutely. I've been to all three this year. And it's, it's, I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but... As, as, as scapegoating as it sounds, like, I just want, I don't want that emotional turmoil yeah, getting no. in the beginning of playoffs. I think it'd be great if they're out. The playoffs is intense enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, especially yeah. our first season. Like, we don't, yeah, it'd be great if they're, uh, but that's also not the thing we think about. Like, honestly, out of LAFC, when LAFC was coming about, Galaxy fans were already worried about us. And we weren't even worried about Galaxy. We're like, yeah, okay, they won five in the MLS, great for them. But, like, who cares? Like, we're focusing on our team. And now with the Derby, like, now I feel like that's, it made us become more like, yeah, I hope they don't make it to playoffs. You know, like, yeah. now we're kind of like that. And I, I mean, I kind of don't like it, but at the same time, I think, yeah, we don't want them to make it to playoffs. Like, who cares? Yeah. It's better it's if we don't like, see hey, them until next money. March. Uh, that's exactly how you're meant to feel, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's the nature of a true rivalry. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? No. Probably only one thing more surprising the next Premier League player that we've lost track of, like Jordan Rush turning up in a game like this, is when said player smashes in some beauty from 30 yards, which is just it's an amazing goal. And so you think you can build even more from here. I mean, how do you see the Galaxy going from here? Because for them, they're kind of out of the way almost aren't they so they've, they've had the stars but they've not had the passion that you guys have in the stands it's a it's the connection with the people like I said and they always say and they always brag about those five championships I tell them it means nothing when you don't have your people behind you yeah, yeah. well that's it that's it with football I mean you know from say living it 24-7 the 90 minutes is a tiny part of it completely insignificant part of it but it's a tiny part of it and if you like you know have a great day or have a bad day just depending on the result that's not the way to live it I mean it's about the experience and about the shared experience with us we tell everybody it's a party wherever we go and we call it un carnaval we always create a carnival we always come here no matter what whether we're losing or not we always show the heart we always show the passion on the stands like, even if the, if the team is not doing good, which this is not the case, yeah, we always do. I mean, I've been, as I say, absolutely blown away by this. It's not what I was expecting at all. So, do you think this will change more people? Do you think LAFC will change more people's perceptions about the MLS? Definitely. Not only LAFC, there's more teams coming into the league with a lot of money. We got Miami coming soon yeah. with Beckham. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure those guys are going to step it up a notch. They're going to build a stadium, I don't think better than ours, but something like that, yeah. you know? 
But you see that every year the league keeps on growing. Not only I'm bringing old players, like back in the days, yeah. they will bring old players just for people to actually watch the games. Now it's, and, and, and I have to give it to Atlanta United. Yeah. They were the ones that started doing, bringing young players from South and Central America. They were very young, very quick, yeah. and, and they started changing the game. People started noticing that bringing good players with good money, young, they yeah. can make a difference. And, and that's something that we have here. club that, at least in its current incarnation, is so new. It's kind of showing us and showing me, because I don't see it in that many places anymore, that fans are actually participants. You know, you're, you're not passive, you're spectators. You're actually part of it. And, and that's probably the craziest thing about what's happening with LAFC is... Los Angeles in itself is a place where people are kind of too cool to participate <laughs> a lot of the time, yeah, you know? To be, to show so, up. And I mean, here. yeah, it's, it's a feat in itself that you have that many people participating, even. It's something that's not easy. Like, So you think it lifts people from Los Angeles almost out of themselves? I, I believe so. Yeah, I mean. It's, it's making LA expand for what it is. As odd as that makes, because like even people that are coming here, it's not it's not just LA. Like I live like 20 miles from here, you know. That's like an hour plus in traffic in LA. Like he's also like Maybe far more. from here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's it's just it's it's nice that this is like our melting pot. When once you step through those doors, you're like I'm home, you know. Yeah. And in a few years, of course, that we want trophies and we want to see them win. But it's also like we're already sell out. Like I can only imagine how more competitive it's gonna be, you know, years from now, five years from now. The second deck on the stadium, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I mean, they better. They didn't think that. I mean, that's the thing. Here, they make the stadium so small because they're like, it's lack of interest. So they're like, ah, 25 and down is less. Like, we're not <laughs> capping it more than that. But I then mean, empty empty stadiums look sad. So I'm yeah. okay with yeah, 22,000 here. Yeah, I think the intimacy here. of this, this size is good for, you know, what we've created now. And if when they decide to expand it, it we'll, we'll be there. We just got to fill in this side even more. Yeah. Well, you say empty stadiums are sad. I think the owners felt pretty confident because like, if you look in there, all the seats are dark, whereas in countries like, like Portugal, for example, they have multicolored seats to give the impression that there are people oh, sitting yeah, there. Yeah. Even, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when they're no, not. they do that. That's but, true. But no, no one did that here. Yeah. I mean, I this mean is they will. Much... They might give us a, a gray jersey next yeah, season like, to make it feel like, you know, but uh, that is true. They, they had hope they knew because even before the stadium was I think they're already sold out on season tickets. Mm. That's how insane it was. Like, there's a wait list to get the 32-52 tickets for next season. But, like, people knew it was coming, didn't they? So there's anticipation. Yeah, so that's it's, right. not, it's not like the club just happened. Yeah, as, no, as you no. said, not only the supporters putting in the effort, but the club saying, it's coming, it's coming, mm-hmm. it's coming. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, to a lot of people, to be honest, until a friend of mine started working for the club, I still had no idea, and that was only half a year before they, the season started, yeah. so it, it was all still pretty fresh to me. Um, a, a lot of people don't really follow the MLS in the States. Uh, it's To me, I was I was a Premier League guy, and I was all snooty about it. I was like, yeah, I'm not watching that garbage. Um, Same, I was like, no. Yeah, and it's, it kind of took over everything. Like, it's harder to wake up at 4 a.m. for a United match because there's a difference between being a, a fan and a supporter. Yes, and that's exactly. what I learned throughout this. We're year. supporters yeah. here. Like it's so different. Also, what what dro- drives me here is because like you get to see it live. Like it's as much as I love my other teams, 
it's not the same experience of seeing your team play in the stadium. You know, it's a different, different feeling, and it's a party over here. <laughs> This was a Stakhanov production.